time, but we'll see. Hey, hold on, let me get my recorder. Turn this okay. shit on. Where okay, is it? I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Where is MP3 Skype recorder? It's only number one. Um, if it were one of us going to the potty, he'd like make a thing of it and ask a question. So, the question I'm gonna ask you, Joe, is. What kind of toilet paper do you think Mike uses? <laughs> I didn't know there was a different kind. Mm. I don't know. Like, is it like, you know, there's different brands and then there's like two ply and quilted and extra soft and damn, I just pick whatever's there. Mm. So never, never skimp on toilet paper, Joe, because I bought some cheap stuff recently <laughs> and my Earth. ass is still sore. Is wrong. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And this yeah. was with wet wipes. I had wet wipes too. Ooh. So I let you know how rough that stuff was. That's why I used the powder to help soothe the pain, mm. the chafing. <sighs> I just use whatever's around. If it's a towel, I use a towel. <laughs> no, that's that's don't how touch this works. That. But I gotta dry my hands. No, that's Joe's butt towel. Don't. <laughs> oh, that explains the funk. Joe has a butt towel. <laughs> I, I do not. He doesn't. He was making a joke and I jumped on it. I've been in his bathroom. No butt towel. All right, so basically, so it's been a while, right? Yes. It's months. really only it's really only been a couple months, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't want to edit these anymore, so I'm not going to. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're primarily YouTube now, right? I think I think we're finally doing this thing right, where the podcast is extra. I wouldn't say primarily, but we we have shit up there. Um, that stuff's just easy to, easy to do, and I think this is easy to do. And it's just like it's not rewarding to spend like two to three hours editing something and have no one listen to it. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, but I still really like doing it. Um, and yeah. now that I got this mic. I'm hoping I won't have the problem with my voice being lower than you guys all the time. Mm. So, mm. no, I think you're good now. You, you refuse to give up the ghost on that mic <laughs> I gave you. Like I'm pretty sure I offered to mail you better microphones. I was just so I was I didn't have money, and then I there was I was gonna mail Mike Mike I was gonna <laughs> mail you microphones. Like I was gonna cover all the costs. I was burdened give with you something choice. better. <laughs> See, that's the choice thing again. I didn't. I was like, "What is he gonna give me?" I don't know. It's just, I don't know. But <laughs> he's gonna give you garbage on purpose. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. <laughs> you, you guys yeah. remember like the the sagas I had with buying microphones? I've got a couple. Uh, I remember that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so yeah, and in terms of this show, I figure like. Don't think of it as in terms of like topics, like sure. like right now we all agreed like we all saw a Joker, we should talk about it. So that's what we're gonna do. And then 
So my question for you, Joe, is the other thing you wanted to talk about. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, Jump Cables, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? I brought nothing. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Hold on. Uh, I don't know if you want to see if we have time at the end for that, or if you really want to talk about it, we could talk about it real quick beforehand. No, it's fine. I mean, if we get to it, we get to it. If not, uh, that's fine. Okay. Um, but yeah. Well, anyway, I guess so. Fucking Joker came out. <laughs> yeah, nothing got shot up. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> that was. Did you guys? Because you you guys know I like I always try to stay in the dark on that shit. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really see how. It seemed like all of a sudden I was seeing like people were like extra security. There's a sign at the theater down from my house. It was like it was like we want everybody to enjoy this amazing film. So please, no masks or costumes or face yeah. paint. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, my my uh, when my art director said there was like cops in his theater in Jeez. like Fremont. <laughs> but yeah, nothing mm-hmm. happened. But do you guys know? how that fucking got started i was looking at it uh, today yeah so there was um a bunch of i don't know if you call them online think pieces what have you or whatever you know the whole incel thing is that's, that's common knowledge think. now yeah there were uh people putting out stuff indicating that they were afraid that this would be like a mm-hmm. an, a movie to inspire action by like incels and trigger another mass shooting after the Aurora shooting mm-hmm. during the uh, Dark Knight screening. This whole thing really ticked me off. Yeah, me too. For a number of reasons, but like the biggest one that I kept reiterating is that they're they're so determined not to do anything about guns that they'd rather try and like predict the future. Yeah. Well, to me it's irritating and the movie actually has to do kind of with this subject because it the whole before we jump into the movie mm-hmm. proper so much like the whole point of the movie is like this is what happens when society doesn't take care of it's of mentally ill like, yeah, yeah most vulnerable people yeah. and, and I think you guys know my mom's bipolar so I care about mm-hmm. this a lot like I have I, a uh, mood disorder so it hits close to home yeah, and I have my own issues too, like mm-hmm. with childhood shit. So I, I really, and I, first of all, I, I love the movie, but what bothers me is people don't understand mental illness and yeah. the fact that this movie is so much about that, and people don't even understand it enough that they can't even like they think this is gonna inspire people to like go shoot up a theater like yeah like that's not how that shit works no like i go ahead sorry well i was just gonna say i don't think i don't think it was so much that i really just think they were just scared that it might happen again because it's a movie about the joker and last time there was a movie about the joker there was a shooting. I don't. I mean, before yeah, I claimed to be, he claimed to be inspired by the Joker. No, right. Be- he was probably full this, of shit. And before this movie came out, I mean, I was like talking to some people I work with, and just like even honestly myself, I wasn't even really sure what it was about, and no one 
even really wants to see the movie. I've been having a hard time convincing everyone to go see it because honestly, no one knows what it's about. And a few of them were saying, I'm not going to go see this because all the other DC movies are really awful. So what I don't, fuck? I, well, that's a whole other thing, <laughs> but know. that really, is another can of worms. I just, I just don't think it was so much about like people like, you know, not, not understanding mental illness and all that stuff. I really just think it was because it's about the Joker and the last movie had a Joker in it. And there was a shooting because of that. Well, the last that movie, that's part of it. That See, is part I, of it, Joe. I call bullshit on this because that movie, first off, to clear a few things, that last movie was not about the Joker. That was The Dark Knight Rises. Well, sorry. I mean, well, it had the Joker well, in it. Well, no. And they the Joker, the cause featured, of the shooting was the Joker. Yeah, and the yeah. Joker not only featured prominently in the movie, he was the thing everyone remembered when they came out of it. Uh, so I think he was more so scared of that happening. Yeah. But it was, it, was the, it was The Dark Knight Rises, uh-huh. for one thing. So joker was not in that movie no it was i'm pretty sure right. it was a dark knight no it was it was dark knight rises 100 100 i looked okay. it up this morning uh it was the dark knight rises and the whole thing with him like being inspired by the joker was bullshit it was i didn't know i agree with you on that i know that was bullshit well like well bullshit or not on, like he, in the he, ne- he never that, he never he never said it for one thing like uh, he never made that claim. I read something this morning that was like the first yeah. that guy heard of it was in jail when someone was like, "Hey, you're the Joker," and he was like, "What?" Yeah, um, you're right, Mike. It was Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, and his hair was dyed orange, orange. and yeah. they asked him about that, and he was just like, "Well, my friend dyed his hair blue the other day, so I was like, I guess I'll do red." That's also a common thing before like when they do profiles that the people who do these mass shootings is that their their appearance will change drastically a small amount of time before they actually do the thing mm. right but anyway i guess just my point is that i don't think it was about the topic of this movie because honestly i don't even think anyone knows what this movie was even about until yeah. i actually went to go see it no but what i'm saying is that like this incident mm-hmm. like like people reading this as oh it's gonna somebody's gonna like go crazy and mm-hmm. you know or shoot, that it's like incel propaganda or something yeah like it's mm-hmm. all like it, to me that's just people reaching yeah not even reaching but there's people that I, I don't know it drives me crazy like the same way when I hear people say that like Heath Ledger fucking mm. like lost himself in the Joker and that's why he died or some shit like that it's like mm-hmm. like no not the case at all like you can read there's interviews with people who are like yeah he was great on set like he gave me advice on how to be a mm-hmm. father you know mm-hmm. uh, but yeah so yeah, we could go on and on about that. That's kind of just the the climate of it. Yeah, it's so bizarre to me that I don't know. It's that that the call to censorship is coming from our own camp now. What do you mean? Oh, you that, mean from from left? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's. Like, that is bugging the hell out of me. It's weird. Like, I wonder who the fuck is, like, on this train. Because all of us grew up during, the, like, the Mortal Kombat scare. Remember that? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's part of the reason why this is bugging me. It's like, okay, how is this any different from blaming video games? I know. It's the or, same thing. Or rock music. Or rock music. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in any case, I just feel I, I feel bad for people who are missing this movie. Um, but I guess apart from that, there's a lot of people who don't seem to be getting it. Mm-hmm. Probably. First so. of all, I know I know me and Joe liked it. Joe, Jump Cables, did you like it? Yeah, I was really it was really tense for me, and I wasn't I I sort of came out of it not sure how to feel, mm-hmm. but I did enjoy it. Yeah, I was just kind of like wondering, okay, is this me enjoying it personally, or was this because it was objectively good? I think that was the confusion I had coming out of it, though. You know me, my my intake of entertainment is uh, wholly self-indulgent, so I have a yeah. hard time, you know, with objectivity. Yeah. I. But I loved it. Yeah, I, I loved it, too. I thought it was brilliant. Like, I, I've been... I, I can't stop thinking about it. I, I kind of mm-hmm. want to write something about it, like like that, tied with something about mental illness. Like, it's... To me, because I've seen what this looks like up close like mm-hmm. not just kind of behavioral changes and people going off medicine and things like that uh with my mom but i've seen like they got so much right yeah it, oh, yeah. It's, oh it's, yeah it's crazy the shit that i've heard joaquin talk about you know how he how he kind of like gets his ass kicked and he was like well that's what he was doing with there was like this this is like he has PTSD from being a childhood so he just shuts down in these situations mm-hmm. and I, I kept thinking about that more and more and I think what a big part of his journey is is it's, I, I love these dark character studies because it's always like someone going on the hero's journey but learning the wrong thing and yeah, I think, it's 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 a person who self actualizes in actual hell. Yeah, but what he he does is he learns to stick up for himself, but mm-hmm. he learns it by killing people who are picking yeah. on him. Yeah, it's he learns it in the darkest way possible. Yeah, it's just oh, the whole movie's so fucking wild. I could. I don't know. What did you think, Joe? I came out of this movie with a lot of different emotions. It was really, <laughs> after the talk show scene, I was just, I felt just like physically uncomfortable. It just, that whole, yeah. I, mean, I, felt, I felt, I felt sad. I felt angry. I felt frustrated. I felt, it's just, there was just so much happening there. And I mean, it just, I just, I could not, like, even, like, the following day and stuff, I just could not stop thinking about it. I just finished watching, I just finished watching Gladiator. I know it has nothing to do with this, but it was still, he's <laughs> in that movie as well. And right. he's great in that. But, but anyway, but, uh, it's just, ooh, it's just, it was just so painful to watch his life slowly just spiral out of control and watch yeah. him desperately try to hold it together as much as he possibly could. Yeah. And that the other scene that really stuck out to me 
was when he's with the the social worker and yeah. he's basically trying to explain to her how messed up he is and she's just not listening like and that's just there's like this much bigger discussion that's happening there about mm-hmm. how like the poor versus the rich and how, it, it's just there's just so yeah. many things happening here yeah. it's there's yeah. so much going back that really got to me to that scene i think i forgot to mention this but i so i think i've seen with my mom is actually my i've heard older generations talk about this um how sort of during the reagan era a lot of mental facilities got shut down um oh god and you know my dad says all the time like you know when we talk about the bay area like when people were running around in the streets screaming, like someone would come and take that person to a hospital to like get help. And mm. you really don't do that anymore. Um, no. And, but the thing that got me was when she's telling him what's happening, like they're shutting down this hospital and he just looks at her and he's like, how am I supposed to get my medication? Mm-hmm. And that's some shit that I've seen my mom go through. Like, you know, I've seen her doing really well on one medication, and then it's like bureaucratic red tape is like, okay, you make too much, so this medication is going to cost you $600 a month. Whereas if you made just a little bit less, it would be free on this program. So yeah. now we're going to have to, you know, taper you off that and onto something else that we don't know if it's going to work as well. And just, I, I've just, seen so much that that sort of shit just drives me crazy a friend of mine uh can't work full time because she's afraid of that happening that yeah she'll make too much get you know taken off her current medical thing and then won't be able to get medication or any of the care she's getting right now yeah it's a whole like my mom's in the same boat. She's always talking about going back to work, but she has to do it in a certain way and she can only make so much money. And it's, mm-hmm. it's really this, all this red tape kind of prevents people from thriving. Like sometimes it can take care of you, like, but it's, you, you wiggle around a lot in this little space. Yep. And just like the emotional, just so much shit in this movie, like in his notebook where it says, Oh Yeah. Where it says the hardest part about having a mental illness is people ex- pretend that people expecting you to pretend that you you don't yeah act, act, that you don't act oh, like you don't yeah which is yeah like, mm-hmm. and it's just like you clearly see at the beginning he's on his medication he's stable but he's not happy barely like, yeah. like he's not happy like he's in he's asking for more because he's so unhappy he's he's trying you know mm-hmm. he's trying to go to therapy and and fucking take care of himself but it's just like it's not that easy and that's it's another well, thing I, I you know it's yeah. it's so much more complex you can't just people just don't understand this shit they think oh that person's off their medicine or whatever like it's, medicine is not medicine it is cuz um i i live with some of this but like yeah. i didn't really I had to take a pharmacology class for something I was taking. It, it kind of goes into how different medicines work. Yeah. And even when I was taking the stuff, I had no idea how unexact the medication is. Yeah. Like there's probably an assumption that you just like a lot of things, you take the pill and it fixes the problem. 
the end. Really, it's just either increasing or decreasing the amount of chemicals moving through your brain. Yeah. Mm. Which, you know, for more severe conditions is has some really gnarly side effects. Like, I'm lucky in that my mood disorder goes one way. My mood is low, so it increases happy chemicals, right? Yeah. Someone who is, like, I think bipolar, for example, is it bipolar where there's too much and not enough? Yeah. Yeah, so you basically end up kind of like uh, a friend of mine who has the condition basically described it as feeling like she was lobotomized on the medication. Granted, yeah. I think she was over medicated. Yeah. I've, I've seen that. Like I've just, I've seen my mom, or I've seen her like perfect and that's great. And then sometimes mm-hmm. it's just like, she's too low all the times and sometimes she's too high and it's, 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 it's like heartbreaking to see. And it was heartbreaking yeah. for me to see him go through this. Yeah. Um, because it just felt so fucking real. Mm-hmm. It's, it's wild. I can't even. And that's the thing. It's like you think about all the uh, trouble you go through just trying to balance out this condition going on in your head. And then you have to contend with the fact that, you know, you're still living life like anyone else and life in Gotham sucks ass. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, add to the fact that his mother is also mentally ill. Mm-hmm. And he's living and with he's her. Having the, and he's her sole caretaker. Yeah. There's just so many things, too. Even, the like, the side effects of the medicine, like, affect your weight. It was something mm-hmm. that they consider. That's why he's so fucking skinny. He is yeah. gaunt. You know, yeah. It's, he's he's like the machine is skinny. <laughs> yeah, really. They just did so much fucking research on this, and they fucking they nailed it. Mm-hmm. And it's just why it, it it just pisses me off so much when people have a black and white view of this of this movie, or it it's it's we just don't even bother giving it a shot on yeah BS notion. I at um at work we have a we use Slack for talking with you know with everyone and I there's a channel that we just kind of talk about whatever and I was trying to convince everyone to go see this movie and the conversation must have gone on for at least like 30 minutes of me trying to give legit reasons to why they should see this movie and everyone there just either had zero clue what the movie was about or they thought it was just going to be like another like a Justice League or one of those old crappy Batman another movies. Another Scott That's Schneider bizarre. action fest. It, well, Did yeah, they not watch like the other, trailers? Well, even uh, I don't know, but just everyone there and we were it was I was chatting with like at least seven other people that I work with and just no one had any idea of what this movie was about. Like some of them didn't even know that it was really about the Joker. Like I kept saying it's the origin story or one of the origin stories of the Joker and people were just completely clueless. So so it's just, I don't know if they didn't see the trailers or if they're like doing a purposely blacking themselves out from it because of all the crappy, you know, Batman movies or whatever. I don't, I really don't know, but it's, it was baffling how hard it was to get people to want to go see this movie. It's their problem now, Joe. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I really hope I did it. I mean, this, this <laughs> you, you, you did what you the, could, Joe. It's one of the best movies. I mean, and 
Like, what did you guys think? I thought this was like just beautifully done. How they kind of like just slowly sprinkled in like little pieces of the Batman origin story into it and how well they integrated that into everything else. Did you go like with Thomas Wayne and they they even did the scene in the back alley and connected that with the, I mean, they, I loved how they kind of pieced everything together. I mean, what'd you guys think? Uh, Mike, you want to go ahead? Uh, No, it sounded like you were saying something. Oh, I was saying they displayed a great deal of discipline there because there was a lot they could have, like, wedged in there. They could have made this, like, a a low-key Batman movie, but everything they put in there, it made sense for it to be there. Yeah. Yes, it it did. It did. And I... There's so many fucking... Just all the the baiting, too. Like, weaving Thomas Wayne into his story with the the stuff with his mom and stuff like that was just Mm -hmm. so brilliant because as soon as this movie starts, you're like, this could fucking go anywhere. Like, this is... They've said this is not tied to any, you know, other... Any existing thing. Yeah. It's a standalone, basically. It's a standalone thing. So when they were saying, like, it's possible that he's... You know his son. It's like holy shit. Oh, so it could that be would, real. Yeah. And that then, that wouldn't hit me like a ton of bricks. And then they just yeah. weave it so perfectly within its own narrative and back to the mythos, so it does align, you know, with what we know. Mm-hmm. Um, I got it. I just thought it was so fucking brilliant. And I, you know, at, at the end when. When the Waynes do get killed, I was kind of like, you know, did we need to see that? But then I realized that, like, if you had, you could watch this without knowing anything about Batman. If you, mm-hmm. and if you didn't, you would be like, what the fuck happened to that guy? Like, but if you do know, then it's just like, it's almost like, like in the 89 Batman, he obviously, he kills his parents. But in here, it's just like they added that degree of separation where it's just like he's fucking he's almost responsible for it, but he's not. Mm-hmm. He didn't pull the trigger and and fuck it's that. So that was the only thing that kind of was I was like, did we need to see that? But then I thought about it more and I was just like, yeah, I think that it's it's good that that was there. Yeah. That was probably the I, right way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that scene because it was where we've always in every take on Batman Origins thing where his parents get killed, you always see that mysterious shooter. This I love because it's like the you're seeing the other side of that, like what possibly could have been happening and all the events that led up to that. What could that's have the part led that you to never, it? Yeah, yeah it's always depicted that never as this wholly senseless act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the stuff that's oh, always. Get like mentioned, but never shown. Yeah, fucking, it's crazy. I like again back to what I was just saying about like not knowing what to expect. Um, I fully thought, even though they set it up and showed us that he was, you know, when he was practicing with the gun, he was going to kill himself on TV, Mm -hmm. um, which of course he he didn't, but. Um, I fully was just like maybe he will. Like I don't know. Like that would kind of make sense. Um, 
but they they didn't. But I I just love that scene so much because it's just like it's like fuck he he was this was his plan like at that point in time he didn't want to become you know what he turns yeah. into. At no point did he ever want to become that. Yeah. It just kind of happened to him. And, like, yeah, even in that moment, like, right before he, like, looks at it one last time. And, I don't know, it seems kind of like a joke the Joker would make, albeit not in regards to killing himself. That that there's this weird punchline that no one gets other than him. Um... You know, the whole, I hope my, uh, life makes more sense. And it's spelled like money. Yeah. But, yeah, it was weird to me just because I'm looking at that moment and in any other film, that's like the cathartic release at the end, but all it did was like shock me. When he, when he shoots Murray? This is what you, like, you get what you deserve? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> God, that shit was... I mean... Oh, it trips me out. Of, Those words are stuck with me now. <laughs> just fucking... Where he is in the beginning of, of the movie... It, it's just such a far cry from that moment when he's on that couch and he's talking about society. Mm-hmm. Like, it's insane. Um, I was just like, fuck. Like, how did this person go from this to that? It's like, it's all there, though. Like, you watched the whole fucking thing. Yeah, it's, um... Oh, just... And what made it even just more sad than, well, many other things, but just in the beginning, he just... I mean, he wasn't happy inside, but what was the line that he said his mom always told him to be? Like, he said he kept, friend always keeps smiling or smiling, something like that. Put on a happy face and your purpose and that, is like, to bring, your purpose is to bring joy. Yeah, bring joy to others. And it, right. It's, so, it's, go ahead. Just the wild, that's just another fucking thing where it's like you can see it in the movie. Like, when he is in that clown outfit, it's the only times that he seems happy. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I remember noticing that in the trailer when he's dancing with the sign, he just looks like he's at peace. Same as like in the children's hospital. Yeah, and the, the other one that was is um, it's in the other trailer when he's when he meets young Bruce Wayne for the first time and he kind of sees him and he's like, he puts the little clown nose on and he does this little walk and it's just like he's just like trying to entertain this kid right now. Like, yeah, and that's the purity of it, and that. That little thing too is just like something that you can see and that I feel like you've seen in other interpretations of the Joker. Mm-hmm. Like, like occasionally he'll just do something to entertain someone, just randomly. Yeah. Or the fact also, that, like, yeah. when uh, he's like, like in a lot of his origins, it starts off as him being a failed comedian, which is yeah. to say he wanted to make people laugh. Like that yeah. was his only want. Yeah. Yeah. The comedy club is another place where he, I think he felt happy as well, even though it did not go completely as well as he wanted to in the beginning. I think in his yeah. mind, mm-hmm. 
it went well. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically once his brain started filtering, <laughs> started yeah. live editing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think like the, the most tragic part for me is like literally at the end where everyone's sort of like cheering him on, you know, as he uh, wakes up from the car crash and he mm-hmm. sees that he's making people happy and just kind of yeah. accepts it that yeah. this was all he wanted from the start, but he, he didn't want to get there this way. Yeah, but that. So, do you think that actually happened? Um, how do I put this? I I find the idea that everything be everything being in his head, I find it to be like an unoffensive theory. I don't think that's what happened. Oh no, no, not everything. Oh, there there are clearly parts that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's like the girl. Yeah, the only one that they... Oh, the girl definitely didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. I, they they I tell that. you that but outright. I mean, I figured that out almost immediately. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. were you following me? Let's go out on a date. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That one was... That was weird. And then, like, when she's, like, at the hospital with him, I'm like, why is she so down? Like... Yeah. This just seems too good. Yeah. I was watching that. I was like, she... She's gonna leave before he talks to anybody else. Um, I don't think he actually does talk to anybody else, but she does leave that scene. Um, but yeah, so that was pretty clear. And I, I'm pretty sure it's super subtle, but just the way they're shooting him, and I think there might be a color shift. There, there's something about it. The other, the other uh, obvious scene is when he's imagining that he's on Murray's talk show in the beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that yeah. one's also just like too good. Yeah. That that one's I mean, that one's clear, like they just cut back to him in mm-hmm. the audience, like and then of course when he sees Murray again, they've never met. Um yeah. But, so yeah, that to me I think that was obvious because it's like here's a scene of him is like basically escaping and a, a mob holding him up and then cut to he's in the hospital. And they don't mm-hmm. show us how he got there. So to me, I don't think he was even in a car crash. Oh, really? Yeah. I think he just went straight to the hospital. Um, straight to Arkham? But, so, you, so how do you think uh, Bruce's parents getting killed factors into that? Oh, I think that happened. Um, but I think that scene happened, but I think they just drove through it. Uh-huh. I, I just don't think he got hit by a car and then pulled out and then held up because mm-hmm. he probably would have escaped at that point. Mm-hmm. Like he wouldn't have gone back to the hospital willingly. Well, there's no indication of how much time could have passed. Yeah, I, I yeah, I don't think that happened. But what I will say about that scene is I think him imagining it. Just because he imagined that scene doesn't mean that it's not true for that universe, mm-hmm. that he's not... That uh, he's not this cult hero. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's kind of obvious, because he's driving through and he's seeing all this shit, and... Well, I don't know. I think mm-hmm. they, they insinuate that the riots were kind of inspired by what he was doing on TV. Yeah, that, that well, yeah, that the riots were literally a response to him shooting Murray on TV. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would, 
And it's the reason why I asked you how that factored into the killing of uh, the Waynes, because uh, the would-be Joe Chill of this scene literally says, you get what you deserve. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't pick up on that. I, I, I'm i sure I saw, but I, I didn't make that connection. I, I didn't but remember. Yeah, those words stuck with me. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, that's great. That's another thing. I, I really want to see this shit again. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. So one other thing where I feel like the people in the audience with me didn't truly understand maybe what was happening in the movie or maybe they just didn't get. I don't know, because a lot of everyone, a lot of the people in the audience, when he ever he would laugh and you could clearly see that laugh was him crying or some sort of really well, yeah, his, um, uh, a lot of emotional distress. Yeah. Everyone in the theater kept laughing at that. Like the scene at, with the at, in the bus with the kid, and he gave uh-huh. her the card and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Everyone in the whole theater, which was she like kept by the way, laughing. right? Yeah, like yeah. everyone, everyone was cracking up in the in the theater and thinking it was really funny. And I was like, guys, do you do you not there's, understand what's happening well, no. here? Yeah, they were missing the point. I will say there's yeah. something to that, and sometimes somebody like laughing about something can make you laugh. Yeah, I don't know why they found that funny. I I saw this at the draft house in the city, and to me, it was kind of a it, it was a burn for for people. Like I noticed early on, there were a little bit more laughs of like, "Is this supposed to be funny?" And then I think slowly people realized, like, "Oh, this that's not supposed to be funny." Yeah. He seemed to be in pain anytime it happened. Yeah, yeah, and that. God. And if you kind of connect the dots of everything that's been like everything that happens to him throughout the movie, you can tell that he's in like major emotional distress, like something really bad is yeah. happening when he starts laughing. Anytime he starts laughing like that, it's because there's something like uncomfortable happening. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it was it, it's what kind of stuck with me as, OK, this is how he broke was I think he was talking to his mom. And he was saying, like, you know, you convinced me, you know, my laughter was a condition. Yep. And it seemed like the implication was that, okay, he, the realization, the tragic realization he's come to is that he thinks that he was laughing because these things were funny the whole time. Mm. And he was Mm. just struck. And he was just trying to make himself, like, not accept it Mm. because of something his mother told him. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I gotta say the morning before I was thinking about this movie, I was like, I wonder. I was just thinking about what could possibly happen, like plot wise, mm-hmm. from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I was like, you know, I bet his mom has to die something, die somehow, and that. I, yeah, I felt like that was gonna happen, but I thought uh, it was gonna be like something that broke him. Rather yeah, me than, too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But just the way they they did it was just like, fuck. I I got I almost teared up a little bit when he was reading the documents that was just like oh, explaining yeah. oh god that was everything yeah. that was just like fuck god that was, that was like that, that, that was the kick in the teeth he no one needed like yeah. it's his life not bad enough now he's got this thing saying oh yeah you're not special at all you're you're nothing yeah That's especially crazy. after seeing the scene in the bathroom when he confronts Thomas, oh, thinking, God. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Everything they just <laughs> fucking he crawled just... into a fridge, like shoved himself oh in the refrigerator. <laughs> okay, so we should talk about that. Talk. <laughs> Some parts were funny. I think. Yeah. That, that was, was was obviously like okay. So is it is it is it weird that it made an I can't I can't even begin to explain to you how, but it made an odd bit of sense to me. That he just kind of like well, he, looked into that fridge and was like, "I gotta get in there." <laughs> well, I mean, he was trying to find the the smallest place. He was trying to get away from everything. Yeah, he he was trying to possible. crawl into a hole and die. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing where it's just like, again, like growing up, kind of seeing my mom go through some of this stuff. It's just like. Sometimes you just have to laugh at the shit that somebody's doing because it's so ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. when my mom, when they picked her up to go to the hospital last time, she was like, she was running around in like, like a, a fucking tie dye poncho with a silver peace sign necklace around her neck. <laughs> and I came over to her house and she was just like blasting this like weird, like chant music, like meditation music. And I was just like, this is, this is ridiculous. Yes. Uh, Sometimes the setups could be a bit out there. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but it's. But in know. in their mind, you know, when you see someone doing this, on some level, it makes some kind of sense. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Uh, so uh, there I is. Mean, I, I do like that they put that humor in here. Like, it reminds me of a. And I've been saying a. For if there's any film there, it's listening. I've been saying that this movie kind of reminds me of like. Um, like a woman under the influence meets maniac meets mm-hmm. like bad lieutenant or something. Um, I, I, to, to me, a woman under the influence is this movie made in the seventies um, about this woman kind of having a, who's like mentally ill and how she deals with her family and stuff like that. And it's to me, that was like, I had never seen anything done that well, but I, I think this movie might be, like the greatest like character study of mental illness like I've ever seen. I'm sure there's more I haven't seen out there, but mm-hmm. this is just it's just this the more I, the more I think about it and like just the authenticity of it and it's just wild. Um, but going back to what I was saying about humor, like a woman under the influence kind of lands on a. It's very, it's pretty heavy movie, but it does mm-hmm. like end on kind of a happy note, like a like kind of a joke, where it's just like the, what we just went through was absurd, and you're absurd, and it's just like yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But but yeah, this I don't know. It was pretty. It was pretty amazing. What did you guys think of the ending in our, when he's in Arkham and he's talking, which I'm assuming he did kill her because the footprints. But yeah, the red footprints, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, how did you guys think of how they, how they yeah. ended it with him it's, running? It's, it's funny that you bring it because I, it almost does end in the same way. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of a joke, but it's, it's yeah. like a joke. It ends on, a joker joke like yeah i just like oh these people never listen to me so 
I just killed them and danced away. Yep. Was well, you- it's like so I had to get away. So I, <laughs> so I shoved her. So I slammed her head into the pavement, walked through the puddle, and left. Yeah. At that. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing is the dancing. That to me, that's another connection with woman under the influence. Is mm-hmm. early that she dances in that movie, and they. In this, they I've seen some breakdowns of some of the scenes in this movie where uh, they didn't directly pull from any inspiration. It was something they kind of came up with on the spot and then it sort mm-hmm. of grew organically into his character. But Yeah, I don't know if um, they did some, some of that had already been established, but I think when they went to film the scene in the bathroom, it was originally supposed to be something more uh, like him looking into the mirror, breathing and trying to calm himself down. Yeah, and was, they played some of the music, and Joaquin just kind of broke, you know, went into that dance. Yeah, he was um, he was supposed to go in there and like frantically try and hide the gun. Yeah, and yeah. then he, and then he like looks in the mirror and sees like his makeup and all the blood, and mm-hmm. he tries to he actually tries to kill himself right there with the gun, mm-hmm. um, but it's empty, uh, which I. That could have been great too, I think, but they thought it wasn't working. But the the dancing thing is kind of another thing that we were just talking about with the fridge, where it's just like, fuck, I need to do this right now. Mm-hmm. And it's just like to me, it's just like, you know, he he never done anything like that before. You know, when the guy gave him a gun, he was like, I'm not supposed to have a gun, mm-hmm. like, and he, you know, defended himself, and he's just probably so fucking confused at that point. And yeah. like surprised at like the the violence that he committed, like he's just shocked. Just seems like he was in shock, and he started dancing just to calm himself down. Mm-hmm. Um, which is just like another fucking thing that like layers into like future Joker, where it's just like like how many interpretations of the Joker were have we seen where he's just like dancing around? Mm-hmm. Uh, I could only think of Nicholson. And even then, he was dancing with a lady. Yeah, I feel like in the animated series, he he danced yeah. around. There was probably a point. There was probably something like that at some point in the animated series. Yeah, but even the way the he's, reason. even the way some people draw him, sometimes he's making like you know he's just kind of balletic in his movements on the page a lot of mm-hmm. the time too. Yeah. Well, yeah, very much like he's performing. Yeah, since that's that's like one of his primary interpretations is the performance criminal. Yeah, I, I think my my favorite dance of his was definitely down the stairs, and the music that was picked for that. Yeah, was <laughs> that was great. <laughs> just feeling himself for real. Yeah. Um, I think I was watching a video talking about. I went through a couple of videos afterward about this, and one of them was talking about how as it goes on, his dances become more and more uninhibited. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you know, they're always, like, kind of slow, kind of methodical, kind of, like, thought out, kind of like the way he lives his life, where he's kind of having to think out everything he says and does so he can appear correct. Yeah. That fucking scene when he's trying to get the the information, the folder from uh, mm-hmm. Brian Kyrie, 
<laughs> yeah, he, he's trying. He's doing his best to have a pleasant conversation. I know. It's just yeah. like, it's just like, so, oh, I know what you mean. <laughs> like that's that I I've lived that. I, yeah. I I still live that sometimes. Yeah. Especially in the beginning, he tries so hard to be the normal everyone wants him to be, like yeah. really, really, really hard. And usually what ends up happening is it just ends up creeping people out and they don't like being around him and they find right, him like weird. He's always like yeah. two seconds too late and what he mm-hmm. does is like well-meaning it's, but off-putting. It's so fucking heartbreaking to watch. It's this it scene, is. Especially... Scene on the bus, you know. Oh, that yeah. one. That one saddened and then ticked me off. Yeah. Because at first I was like, because like I know what that, that, that his feelings were hurt. Like yeah. they were severely hurt. And then that the, the woman ticked me off. Then not only did she keep the card, but then the last shot of her just sitting there like enduring it. Like, Oh my God, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening mm-hmm. to him? Shut. Mm. Sorry. I've also had to deal no. with instances Boy. where like you have a friendly child and an unfriendly parent. Mm-hmm. That's always awkward. <laughs> Yeah, and also in the comedy club when he was taking notes on how to become more funny and yeah. how he just he kept laughing at the wrong time. Not on <laughs> purpose, he just I just don't think he understood or he was trying to understand. He doesn't yeah, he doesn't understand. understand. He, like like if you look at some of the notes, it's like talk about oh, yeah. sex. Sex is always funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like this is this is more than just he he has like a strange sense of humor. It, this is it was spelling out. He literally doesn't understand people. He was yeah. trying to become more normal. He was trying so hard. Trying to, he was trying really really hard. Oh, <laughs> uh, just to yeah to fit in. I just, and that's I, just oh man, it's just, heartbreaking. It's wild to me that this movie exists. I'm really happy that it does, but it meets you. So am I. I can't believe how layered and smart it is and that it came from and the it, director of The Hangover and Due and, Date. Yeah. And, well, no, I, I I feel like there's a connection between pain and comedy. Oh, yeah, for sure, 100%. Like, comedians always make amazing dramatic actors. We see it over and over again all the time, and people are shocked every time it happens. Yeah. I'm not. It's like, of course, they mm-hmm. just understand emotion and pain more than anybody else. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I wanted to say about this was, like, they did. They just took. They took a look at the Joker and like his best interpretations and said, like, I know people have this like. And I hate when people have this fantasy that evil just exists in the world. Um, that like like it's a force of nature or something. Yeah, I always use the example like people think Hitler was never a baby. Of course, he was a baby, mm-hmm. uh, and something made him into what he was. Um, but there's the, a super villain in all of us. And it drives me crazy when I see people, you know, before this when this was announced, they're like, what? No, he has to be, he's a force of nature and he doesn't have an origin story. And I think this movie, it just took a look at how 
out of his mind the Joker is and said, well, what's the logical reason for all of this? And they put it out there, and a lot of people don't yeah. understand the answer to that question. It's like, what if we wrote Joker as an actual human? Yeah. Um, and and the other thing is, it, it made, to me it makes, it's also a little peek inside Batman's head. Mm-hmm. Because, and you see it really well in the animated series, like, people always look like the simple, people like the simple answers for, you know, all these things where it's like, Batman doesn't use a, a gun because his parents were killed by a gun. And it's like, Batman doesn't kill. And guns are made to kill? A, because he doesn't want anybody to ever be in a situation that he was put into. But B, Batman and especially you see it on the animated series, he has genuine empathy for these people. It's, he always... Yeah, some more than others, but yeah. there is clearly... Yeah, and the anime, I was thinking about it. I was tr- I was kind of wondering. There's probably something to this in the comics, but I, there's a part of me that wants to say the animated series may have popularized uh, depicting Batman's rogues gallery as tragic. Yeah, I think it's always, it's always been there for sure. Especially mm-hmm. look at like Harvey Dent, especially too. Well, so, yeah, in some cases, like like in Harvey with Harvey, because he started off as a good guy and he was a close personal friend of Batman. That yeah. that element of it is a bit more on display. But we know, um, yeah, like they sort of did that. They how do I put this? I know the you depiction mean. of the the Penguin in Batman Returns is playing at that yeah and i think um again back to the animated series i'm pretty sure that canon for mr freeze was established through that show oh yeah that's the only version of mr freeze i give a shit about either (laughs) yeah well that's that's why everybody just does that now Mm -hmm. um but to me it's like you know the joker's never had an origin but you know you coming out of this film and you see something like this, and you know that Batman doesn't know any of this shit. Like, he doesn't know this man's life. He knows nothing about the Joker, but he knows that if he is that fucked up in the head, like, he was a human at some point. Like, something happened to this guy, and he can be saved. I mm-hmm. I, I think that's... And a lot of people miss that shit, like fucking Zack Schneider. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I ah, was just kill them all, just kill them all. <laughs> but I think Batman. Well, yeah, he he even he even missed the point of Dark Knight uh, Returns. Yeah. He even I, missed the point of the Batman that would kill. Yeah. So, and I think a, a lot of writers kind of miss, like, the best writers understand that Batman is doing this shit out of like deep empathy. Mm-hmm. Um, almost codependency. Well, yeah, it's 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 the way, kind of like people, kind of forget about why things are the way they are. Like gangster rap of all things is kind of the thing I default to with this because, you know, NWA comes out and it's not. You know, the the gangster mystique wasn't around. It came about because of this, but their songs were just about a kind of pride in survival in these yeah. like really dire situations. But over time, people lost that element and just kind of saw that 
you know, that tough guy image. Yeah. Um, uh, I kind of want to, maybe this is kind of long, but I kind of want to at least mention this post by Josh Brolin on Instagram. I don't know if you guys saw it, Mm -mm. but, uh, he, he just posted like a, just a breakdown of it. Oh, oh, let's see. I disagree with some of his points. He says to, to appreciate Joker, I believe you have to have either gone through something traumatic in your lifetime. And I believe most of us have, or understand somewhere in your psyche, what true compassion is, which usually comes from having gone through something traumatic. Uh, an example of dangerous compassion would be to say, make a film about the fragility of human psyche and make it so raw, brutal and balletic that by the time you leave the theater, you not only don't want to hurt anything, but you desperately want an answer and a solution to the violence and mental health issues that have spun out of control around us. Uh, let's see. Uh, but the way he ended it, too, I thought was great. He said, like kids in middle school, man, they can be, they can just be mean for no reason, and sometimes those awful little clicky kids... Read an evil in someone that rages much later when everyone pretends we're all back to normal when we all thought it had just manned up and gone away. We have a habit of hating and ostracizing and dividing and sweeping our problems under the rug. Joker is simply lifting the rug and looking underneath it. Nothing more, nothing less. It's there. Yeah. And the one thing when I was trying to sell this to like uh, my sister and brother-in-law when they were asking me about it is that in its depiction of mental health issues – it doesn't look away. Yeah. And I think that's the thing I appreciate most of all is I've seen films or TV shows, animated, everything where they will kind of like try and look at this stuff. But at some point, at some point, something will get like, it'll get convenient or something will change or some magical reasoning will suddenly factor in and you'll get an easy answer. Yeah. And I think going back to that post, what he said about, you know, having gone through something traumatic or seen it, seen crazy things, like, I think that's, it's almost like you can just see it, like who, who likes this film and who, who doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. Like I saw a review that was just, they said it was just like dark for dark's sake and they didn't enjoy it at all. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh my God. I, I like, I, I, know, get it. I, I really like the person who said that. Uh, but he's also just like, I can tell he, he probably hasn't suffered much in his life. And he loves kind of like the happy golden age, enjoyable cinema, mm-hmm. which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's, it's also like, I think, People who like this film, you just, I don't know, it takes a certain perspective to truly understand mm-hmm. and appreciate. And it's, I've been thinking about it this way, like those films that I mentioned, like Bad Lieutenant, which I just saw for the first time a few weeks ago, um, and like A Woman Under the Influence, like John Cassavetti's films and like William Lustig films from the 80s, like Maniac, like, like, like slasher stalker films from the eighties and stuff like that. Like weird shit that nobody really talks about. 
these days. Mm-hmm. And like, if you find somebody else who has seen this shit, like, it's like, oh fuck, like you're into this too. Like to me, this movie feels like, and he's talked about being super influenced by those. And the big one people are throwing out is like King of Comedy and uh, Taxi Driver. And I um, think there was one called The Network. Oh yeah, Network. Network for sure. I, I got heavy vibes after I stepped mm-hmm. out of the theater. Well, um, apparently there's a couple of shots that are damn near pulled from it. But yeah, like, it, it just feels like someone took like a John Cassavetes film and, or a William Lustig film and smashed it together and like made it, like sold it to a giant audience. Mm-hmm. Like who wouldn't normally see this type of movie, and it's just like, like holy shit! Like, and like, for a lot of people, it's just like they don't have that shit put in front of them, and they love it because they've never seen anything like it. But for mm-hmm. the other other people who don't seek it out and like got roped into this, they're just like, what the fuck am I watching? Um, but yeah, so. I loved this. I think we all loved this. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see it again. <laughs> I, Joaquin, I can't wait to see him win things. Yeah, I, ho- I hope definitely. the movie wins lots of things. Um, yeah, definitely. Just so, and I know I'm, a lot of people don't care about awards and shit, but I do, and I think the more awards it gets it'll just be that much more undeniable to people who are on the fence that we talked about before mm-hmm. um is there anything else you guys wanted to say about this um uh, well just on that award thing i'm gonna be happy to see a comic book movie kick other stuff's teeth in because <laughs> i get really tired of people talking about you know like you know that's the, these movies you know we're you're having the conversation about film or whatever, and they someone feels the need to mention that like all these comic book movies, they're they're good, but they're not Oscar worthy or some crap. Yeah. Like I have to shut down the conversation every time to be like, okay, yeah, just because it's not navel gazing over the top, effing, I, I say this a lot, Oscar bait. <laughs> that that doesn't mean it's not good. Things can be good in other ways besides drama. Yeah. I think we had talked about this. I might have mentioned this before, but I, like Paul Thomas Anderson and John Krasinski were, I don't know if they were being interviewed together or something, but I saw someone that Krasinski was like talking shit about some movie and PTA stopped him and was just like, don't, don't say that. Like, don't do that because they won't let us make anything like that anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, so what I've been saying is, you know, like we got to Joker, you know, just as much as we got here from just as much as we got here from like Logan and the Dark Knight. We also got here from like Thor 2 and like X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah, even the ones that everyone hates. Yeah, it's like, you know, and fucking Catwoman. Like, <laughs> someone could have been like, oh, Catwoman was a Batman villain property. Like, why the fuck should we make this Joker thing? I don't think people are going to see that. Like, or Suicide Squad. Yeah, well, Suicide Squad made money. <laughs> oh, birds of Prey looks awful. <laughs> I am fucking cautiously 
I will ambivalent. <laughs> I will I will deal with that when it's put in front of me and not a moment before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lionel, I like that you said that I will deal with that. It's not some sort of <laughs> But uh I am looking forward to that Harley Quinn cartoon. That looks fun. I fun. don't know if I saw that trailer. It's on the DC network thing. Mm. Uh, I will restart my subscription at yeah. some point and watch it. Also, the new team, uh, the new Titans thing looks good as well. They got a lot of nice properties on there now. It's beefing up. Mm. <sighs> and, and they have they have actual comic books on there, which is hey. kind of neat. Oh yeah, they do. Anything else you wanted to say, Joe, about this? Um, well, I'm just looking, and this article is dated ten six, and it said that it's domestically it made ninety six million. Uh, overseas, uh, globally, it's made two, two, <clears throat> 247 million. So, Jesus too many people are seeing it. It's doing well. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I was it's happy about well. that. Yes. Um, it, I, I just hope that more people see, <laughs> just see this movie. Um, I know, like, you know, the 247 million is a good amount, but it's just, it worries me so much that I don't know. It's, is it just because the last few DC movie uh, live action movies just did not do well that people think mm-hmm. that, Oh God, it's just another one of those. Maybe it's going to have Ben Affleck I, in it or something or, I think or your friends are just weird. I don't understand. Yeah. I haven't heard there. It's weird. Cause yeah, I've never heard that being the yeah. reason I've heard a lot of people like coming at it from like a oddly political standpoint or yeah, like they, yeah. they feel like it's a propaganda film in the direction of something toxic or whatever yeah or they're afraid that they're or they think they're going to get shot yeah but uh um, yeah I, yeah none of none of good i know because it just looks nothing like any of the other dc things and they've the marketing has been kind of clear about that and if you're a nerd you generally read like articles about this sort of thing where like oh like it's separate and you know and they you, you generally hear things like it won the gold line at venice and stuff like that uh, so I'm, I'm not really sure why anyone would be on the fence but maybe i guess maybe if people are busy and they're not really following they're just like oh another fucking dc movie but that's exactly it. So a lot of the people I work with and stuff, I mean, they're, they are like hardcore geeky. I mean, I work at a game company. They are like, they do they read tons of comic books. They read like lots of, you know, they play lots of, they talk about games all the time. I mean, they, it is that audience, but a large percentage of them also are, um, they don't like going to the movie theater anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, unless there's like, like that was the biggest argument. <laughs> like I was saying, like, you know, uh, get your butts to the theater. And they said, no, 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 I'd much rather wait because I'm so tired of all the people around it, like all the distractions, like, you know, stuff is overpriced and blah, 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 blah. So those sound like more excuses, so- Joe. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not excuses. It's like, I mean, these are legit things that I personally have encountered too. And I mean, there are lots of people who are just fed up with going to the theater. Yeah. I mean, that's not like that's something new. I bet I they mean, go out tr- for, I mean, for Avengers though, don't they? Well, no. Yeah. I mean, They'll go yeah. out for like the really, really, really big movies, yeah. like the you know Avengers and other like Star Wars, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, so I um, that's I think that probably is like the DC stink a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then yes. where it's just like oh I'll wait, like I don't know, like to me like yeah. I heard Aquaman was great. I still didn't go see it in the theater. 
I still mm. haven't seen it. So same. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it wasn't like these people were not Batman fans or just into comic books. I mean, they're like all over that stuff. That's the entire the the kind of crowd of people that I'm you know, all around all the time. But it's just that. It's just they're not sure, and they really only go to the theater when it's a really good reason. They feel it's a really good reason to go, and yeah, so that kind of thing. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I hope it just it gets like you know lot wins all the awards and yeah. All and, that and stuff, it's, and it's doing fine at the box office. Oh, absolutely! Oh, yeah. I was yeah. so happy when when I saw the numbers for the for day one, like it broke the record mm-hmm. that Venom set for October. Yeah, I'm just happy that like it made a lot of money over the weekend, and people weren't, you know, scared to go to the movie theaters, which is, mm-hmm. you know, in and of itself, it's I like that because it's just like it's it's a joy that we we have and. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it hasn't been taken away um and also i just like that i don't know all these like shitty reviews and stuff haven't like scared people away through it because it's it's funny i haven't checked today but the like the rotten tomatoes and the metacritics have it's kind of we're seeing that that dave Chappelle effect where it's like critic scores are super low but the audience score is like 99 yeah Right. Last I saw this was like nines and like 99s everywhere on user scores. Uh, I haven't looked at the critics much yet, but yeah, it's I hope, wild. Yeah, I hope we get more of these um, uh, origin stories or just stories in general just about like the stand, villains. The standalone stuff. Um, well, standalone, yeah. yeah so it, like the standalone stuff, um, like you'd mentioned Logan before, like like that kind of stuff, but I mean, what's the other one? Melissa, Melissa, I can't really pronounce the word. Maleficent. Um, Maleficent. Yeah. 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 I mean, that she's, that's another origins. Well, the first movie was about her origin story, but then the second one's that's coming out. It, is it, it's about, still about this yeah. character. That's the villain of another yeah. story. Uh-huh. So I, I like, I want to see more and I hope we get more, especially since this, I'm assuming this is like going to do really well in the awards and stuff that we get more of those stories. It's, it's, I'm getting a little tired of all these stories about the heroes. I mean, we get I'm it. Not, yeah. I know. It's just, I, I'm not going to stop watching them, but I want to just, it's nice seeing yeah. the other side. That's all. Oh, no, no. I'm, it I'm is. all, I'm all for some other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just need more variety. I was talking to someone about this. So I'm, a, I'm kind of like after watching this, it's just, like I, I'm only hesitating because I feel like I should hesitate saying this, but I feel like it's maybe the greatest comic book movie ever made, uh, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just I can't believe that they took that into this. But uh, anyway, I was kind of lamenting the fact that, um, you know, with the Netflix Marvel shit gone, like I stopped watching because it was getting kind of bad. But at least there was like another tone in the Marvel universe. Like you had darker Marvel stuff, and now that Kevin Feige's kind of taken that stuff over and taking the movie characters and mm-hmm. giving them shows, like I f- feel like we're gonna lose what little uh, of that that we had in the MCU. Um, and um, it's kind of sad with those shows gone because those shows were also, I think, more so. 
in the later series, but they were pretty keen on depicting like mental illness realistically and sympathetically. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that was like past the point where you, you fell off Mike, but they did it with like a couple of characters and mm. different shows. That's cool. I mean, I, I could see that for sure with, um, Jessica Jones season one, even like, she, Oh yeah. Yeah. She yeah. for sure was struggling a lot with PTSD. Oh which yeah. I, yeah. I thought was great. Um, but yeah, what was I saying? So yeah, as much as I love the Marvel shit, um, yeah. You know, and the r- rumors about Blade being PG-13 and who knows what's going to happen with Deadpool. Yeah. Um, or any of that stuff, but I don't know. It's neither here nor there. <sighs> I, uh, um, I guess my last final thing is I, I also really, really enjoyed that if the fact that it felt still like a comic book movie, but it also felt extremely grounded. Like this is something that, you know, it, it it's not like crazy superpowers flying, you know, people flying everywhere and all that kind of, it's just, just like with the dark Knight and all that stuff they just did. And even Logan, it just felt so real. Like this was like, I could just actually meet this kind of person on the street sort of thing. I mean, I have yeah. met this kind of person on the street before, mm-hmm. um, but it's just, I really enjoyed that. And I hope we see more movies. I mean, I love the comic booky movies. Don't get me wrong. I love them a lot, but I, I really like, when they take these comic book properties and just really oh, yeah. make them feel relatable. Yeah. It's, it's funny because it's kind of what I imagined in my head as a kid was not this, but <laughs> but a little mm-hmm. bit more. Like, you know how they, they used to kind of take it and make it live action. I think a, a big part of it is they had to do a lot of stuff practically. So I would always think, how would this look in a movie? But we kind of... And to me, that was like, wow, the movie version of uh, this comic book stuff like looks real now. Like, 89 Batman and, like, Dark Knight did that pretty well. And, like, mm-hmm. the early Spider-Man movies. But then, you know, we crossed a certain threshold with the MCU where it's just like, I'm kind of just watching a cartoon right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it doesn't feel grounded, as grounded as it could be. Yeah. Um but it's all of the the fact that we've seen success across the board like this and that we've got yeah. multiple things in the realm of the R rating with serious dramas just kind of proof that there's space for everything. I'm still waiting for my my comic book rom com <laughs> that isn't based on an indie comic. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that did the, I think is She-Hulk going to be a series? Oh yeah, that, I'm hoping is. for I'm hoping for a good ass workplace comedy with superpowers. Yeah, procedural lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. I, I've been wanting to see that one for a long time, mm-hmm. so I'm glad they're doing that. I wonder who they're going to cast. Wasn't wasn't there a She-Hulk cartoon, or was that part of the Hulk cartoon? No, she showed up in the both in the Hulk cartoon and the Fantastic Four cartoon. Ah, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. and those yeah. cartoons were uh, kind of like loose, loosely connected in the sense yeah. that they would like cross over, and they would like <clears throat> have the same like actors and stuff. Yeah. There was implied continuity. I'm not well versed in She-Hulk lore, but 
I think the thing I always liked about her was she was kind of like in the same way as Peter Parker felt real, like she felt real, but she was like a pretty well-adjusted adult with a good job mm, yep. <laughs> who just happened to get mm-hmm. superpowers. Yeah. She's so, very fun. Yeah. Very so, cheerful. Very cheerful. Yeah. Hopefully that'll be cool. And yeah. I wonder if we'll get a DC movie black label or something. But I don't know. Anything else you guys want to say? So I got a question yeah. that you may not want to answer because it could go on for a minute. No, that's fine. <laughs> um, is and I don't know if like, is I want to say the director didn't seem too keen on this idea. Uh, what are you guys' feelings on the possibility of this specific take on the Joker being used in a Batman film? Um. You go ahead, Joe. I don't think it would fit because he's not this. He's he's not the crazy. Coo- I mean, he is crazy. <laughs> he's, he has some mental problems and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's not the kind of like I'm the crazy super villain. I'm gonna get a group of like other henchmen to get. He's not that kind of Joker. At least that's not the kind of you know. He's more like a very disturbed individual which can cause you know maybe like who like he indirectly caused other things to happen but i don't see him as being the kind of joker to go against a batman he's that's mm-hmm. just not that's just not the feel i'm getting this truly does feel like its own thing and like you're the focus is just on him not batman's just kind of in the background at least mm-hmm. that's how i feel about it mm. I, I i disagree i think it could happen but you like as much as we didn't like expect this, like mm-hmm. what we got, I think you could do something really different with, you know, because to to do that, and I find that really interesting, is you would have to jump like at least ten, probably like fifteen years, uh, to see where this character is mm-hmm. and what he's done. Um, and like, who knows what is swirling through his head, you know, at that point. Yeah, how how much he's um, kind of like his like weird self actualization has taken him. Yeah, you know, how it, much he's grown from there, yeah. and in what way that growth is kind yeah. of bettered or worsened to him and the world. Yeah, and see, to me, like I was talking about all these things that I saw in him, like the way he laughs, the way he he dances the way he clowns you know with people Mm -hmm. to me that was all i saw that in arthur and then but i think you still see that in a lot of interpretations of the joker so to me this Mm -hmm. was like like a snake eater like it ends and he's not the big boss you know and all the things you've heard in the lore and I'm talking about Metal Gear for anyone who doesn't know. But it fits, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like at the end of Snake Eater, it's like you know, like you know exactly where he's going. Like to me, like I, I saw it and I'm like, I, I knew. Now I know where he came from, and I know where he's going because I've seen it. But uh, I, I understand where you're coming from, Joe, because I think you would have to take what you did with this character and do a lot with. Bruce Wayne 
you would have to do yeah. the same thing to him and and that would he would be more textured and, and layered it you know it's easy to think because yeah. we've had batman and the joker for so long it's easy to kind of take that for granted even though we've had so many and the other thing i wanted to say about this movie was it it just felt it just is is like i love comics but I've never seen anybody do the Joker this way before, and I, I think it might only have been probably was only possible on film because you can write all this, you know, philosophy and you can write this backstory and like we have the things that he does and the things that he says in the comics and you know the conversations he has and his outlook on life, but to like see a moving face like acting that shit out and to know really what drives him is is just something totally different that I had never seen um, mm-hmm. with that character before. I mean, mm-hmm. Mike, maybe you're right. Maybe, I guess the reasons why I don't think this is, this particular interpretation of Joker wouldn't, I can't see him as the Jokers that we've known right now. Because he doesn't seem like a criminal mastermind to me. He doesn't seem like the kind of person that can bring all that kind of stuff together and create chaos can, and stuff like that. That can be that um, credible of a threat to Batman. Right. But, but Mike, when you're saying that, maybe see how he is further down the road. Maybe he becomes yeah. that. But yeah. I feel like it would take a lot of time and a lot of... Like, something needs to happen for him to kind of get that... I don't know. To get that... Yeah feel to be that criminal that yeah. he doesn't seem to have that to me well, he, yeah he doesn't seem he does. to have any control over to me, anything he doesn't seem that he what he doesn't have is sort of the diabolical yes, lines, but he has that the, yes the, the key things that he has are a the cult of personality mm. uh, and b the philosophy to drive mm. him to do crazy shit like right you see by the end he he realizes like he 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 likes this and he he, sa- he says that he you know he thinks it's funny now and that's that's something i remember he, well, yeah he he accepted all the things that made him uncomfortable as making him laugh yeah yeah which is to me he's okay, there that, yeah that could be the beginning of it yeah i see what you're saying that, yeah and, but it would and, take a lot of time. And Bruce Wayne is ten, you know. Right. Yeah, because he's not going to be bad. Well, yeah, long you're, time. you're looking at like at tops, tops. If you're willing to force it, a decade, but probably more like two. I would. I think he becomes Batman usually mid twenties, early to mid twenties. But yeah, that's. And I, I'm, I'm fascinated by that too. I don't. I'm not clamoring for a sequel to see more of this because I think it's just perfect the way it is, but mm-hmm. just that whole of like, what does Gotham look like by the time Batman gets there? Like, yeah. is, is the Joker just running shit? Is, are there like other, like, what does it look like? What does the Joker look like? And I would just be really <laughs> excited to see an interpretation of Batman that was as deep as this. Like yeah. clash with this Joker. That's kind of what I want, and yeah. some of it is because like 
I can see how you would require, you would want some, like a more diabolical element in the Joker in order for him to combat Batman. But there's a part of me that wants to see him still, still left in this, like, left in that sort of sympathetically tragic light. Just to see how different of a Batman you have to create to sort of suit that. And I think, I think in order for this to work and to really get the best out of everything, you have to change, you have to work with a different dynamic than it's Batman versus Joker. Like what he has as the Joker here is, you know, in so many ways that it's the same, it's going to be a lot different. You know, he still has that cult of personality. He still has that one sane, the lone sane man element giving him a weird psychological advantage over everyone else. But like this is, this would be a Joker that isn't entirely devious. This wouldn't be a Joker that's like, That acts that acts out of sadism. I just like, think, I think it's it's the ahead. next it's the next thing for him. It's like he's he's dis, he's really discovered himself by the end of the movie. Is what happened. Yeah. Uh, and so the next step is like, well, I got to this point. Now I can do anything. Like, how do I think but bigger? What What do I want to do? Yeah. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. to me, again, it's like it's like the big boss ending, like. You see his philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I guess um, one of the things I liked about him, I guess that, that made him both tragic and sympathetic, is that like at no point does he devolve into malice as violent and at times even cruel as the stuff he does. There was always a reason. There was always you know, an attack, slight, hurt. Yeah. And I wouldn't, I guess that's the one thing if they were to put him uh, uh, up against Batman, that's the one thing I wouldn't want to lose. I wouldn't want him to just become, okay, he's just evil now, or okay, he reached the breaking point, now he's irredeemable. Yeah. I would want that, because having that element persist would make for the most fascinating aspect of their, uh, sort of adversarial dynamic. Yeah. I almost think you could lead into, I, I kind of want to try watching the dark Knight right after this or something. Cause you could, obviously they're two different characters, but I, I think something that would be true for this Joker. That's true for that character is like that Joker comes out of nowhere, but he was obviously somewhere before mm-hmm. and they, they don't tell us, but he, that character is just so intrigued by a, Batman's arrival on the scene and how he's changed everything. Yeah, there's that, oh my god, you're like me. We yeah. have to be friends now. Yeah, so I I think Arthur... Well, I mean, he even looks like that Joker in that scene where he kills the guy that gave him the gun. Like, before he puts the rest of the makeup on. Mm. White face, green hair, and nothing else. <clears throat> mm. Yeah. 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 We also, talk- you saying that made me think of the meme where it, where uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is depicted as the like player two version of Heath Ledger's Joker. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. We didn't talk about the midget scene. 
which again that that was one of the um everything like they make such good use of that character because it kind of yeah. like he kind of exemplifies everything sympathetic about Arthur Fleck even at that point. Yeah. Since so like one of the things that makes Arthur super uncomfortable is people making fun of him. Yeah. You're always nice to me. <laughs> that was great. Scared him, like, ah! <laughs> it just, yeah, but even it, that wasn't that wasn't even meant to be mean. That was that was <laughs> no. It was being silly. Yeah, yeah. God. It's... And then, and Mike, like what you were talking about with humor, where the guy's just looking up at the deadbolt, like I can't reach it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. But it's just uh, when he's when he was stabbing the guy like over and over again and all that stuff, slamming his head just... into the wall. Yeah, it just felt like he he just relieved so much pressure from himself that after all that yeah. was done, it was just like a huge sigh of relief, and he was happy and like he was like everything un- yeah. just felt great. He was completely like unburdened. Yes, that was he was unloading. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So wild. Mm. God, oh, I love this movie. Yeah, it's just so fucking yeah. good. I. I can't believe it exists. I'm so glad it does. It's just, yeah. oh man, that's. I just wish everyone could understand this movie. Yeah, I think given illness. time, I think given time, more people will come to appreciate it. it it'll take its place. I, I'm. I think about it a lot about how the world is going to view this period of history. Um, you know, even in just 10 to 20 years from now. And I think this is going to be one of those things where this, I think this film will for 100% be taught in like film classes. And it's going to have that little note here about the controversy and people were worried about this, which mm-hmm. I've, I've seen with other movies I've read about. Like, you know, you know, <laughs> Top Gun inspired people to join the Air Force. <laughs> People were worried Joker was gonna fucking inspire incels to go crazy. Fast and Furious led to more street racing. Yeah. Fight Club led to fight clubs. Yeah, if I hadn't played so much Mortal Kombat as a kid, I probably wouldn't have ripped that guy's spine off that one time and uppercutted him into a punji pit. Yeah, but it's like no one ever talks about like positive effects. It's like <laughs> Those guys who like dress up as superheroes and then go out handing food to the homeless, like yeah, <laughs> no one's saying those, you know, saying oh, it's a good thing they watched all those superhero movies. Yeah. All right. Uh, is there anything else? Nope. Uh, eh, not worth mentioning. What were you gonna say? Like. And, and I'm not with the theory that literally everything was in his head, but I think that's stupid. Obviously, I don't think I, th- I don't think it it's happened. dumb. I think I think stuff like that is kind of put there just to make people think. Um, what stood out to me in a weird way is that like all his interactions with women, barring his mother, that they're all black women, and you know. If you're subscribing to the idea that this is all just shit in his head, then 
does that have something to do with the fact that the psychiatrist he's talking to is a black woman? I don't know. Hmm. It's just something I thought about. I did like how it kind of, it did feel like 80s New York and it was like pretty diverse. Um, oh no, I like, I like the sort of like uncanny element of like trying really hard to make it feel like it was a movie made in 81. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't for sure all that shit happened for the most part. No, that's, that's the way I look at it. I was just, that's just one of the theories floating around the internet. And I don't, I, again, I don't think that's the case, but I find it unoffensive. Like, you know, if that's how you, if that's what, you know, if that's how you get the most out of the film, then, you know, enjoy. Yeah. Oh man. Well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Jumper Cables, I hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about this again, even though you were here. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) I'm talking to you of the future, uh, listening to this episode. Oh, yeah, because I probably will. Yeah. You're like our one listener. (laughs) Well, well, yeah, I don't don't get to see you guys in person because I live two states over, so you know. Yeah. Hopefully, like, throwing this shit up raw-ish will be, uh, make this a lot smoother. Like, I'm hoping to throw it together, throw it up either tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, that'll be good. But yeah, HeyListenRadio.com. We're HeyListenRadio everywhere. Instagram. I'm reluctantly on Twitter at Hyper90s. Joe, are you on Twitter? You don't really use Twitter anymore, do you? No, not, not especially. But yeah. yeah. Uh, jumper cables. I'm barely on Twitter at Old Taku Connect. Yeah. Barely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you want more Joe, um, just DM <laughs> me and I'll send you pictures. <laughs> there you go. I will. Yeah, you kind of. Honestly, you'll kind of have to go through us because Joe's fallen off. <laughs> Just request what you want, and I'll give it to them. Okay. Please, allow. Send check or money order to Michael Pangelina. Please allow up to five business days for a reply. <laughs> That's right. A reply. I like that. All right. TT y'all later. We're on YouTube, too. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have a ton of shit on YouTube. Uh, yeah, it's more you than me right now, but I'm trying to uh, bounce back, so to speak. Uh, full-time work is kicking my ass. Yeah, I am. Yeah, that's right. We're on Twitch. I've been streaming a lot of Tekken and occasionally Session. Um, I, I'm trying to figure that out. Twitch at Hey Listen Radio for sure. That's where everything goes, but... Uh, uh, my account is Mexican Sting. I don't know. Whatever. Hey, listen, radio. Follow that. Mm-hmm. And uh, hey, listen, radio on YouTube. Uh, you can find some uh, archives of my streams of Tekken and some other shit. And uh, I have some Let's Play videos. Yeah, on there. Jumper Cables has a lot of Let's Plays up there. Where well, he- no, primarily there's the failed Cuphead Let's Play. Uh, there's some bits of me playing Street Fighter. The only complete Let's Play series is Vanquish. Yeah. 
which yeah, I get through from start to finish and it was fun. Yeah, I just got my capture card in the mail today, so I'm going to be streaming some Metal Gear stuff soon. And I think I'm going to go in order, start with Metal Gear on the MSX. Oh, nice. Uh, I hate myself. <laughs> yeah, can't wait to stream Snake Eater and shit. That'll be fun. And then me and Jump Care will probably stream some... Uh, we're Resident supposed to, six. I was about to say we're supposed to do RE6. It's, I'd like to do it at some point before the end of October, just because it would be keeping with the theme. Oh uh, yeah, That'd be cool. spooky. Joe, when are you gonna get on YouTube with us? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really a visual person, so I'll, <laughs> I'll figure out something. I'll get something on there. It, we don't have our faces anywhere on it. It's just gameplay, and I occasionally talk over mine. Right. Should... Well, I don't really. I don't really play. Just record games. like five minutes of your feet, and we'll put it up. <laughs> I think that'll attract the wrong kind of audience. I mean, the only game that I've been playing consistently every single day for the past almost month now is Ragnarok on my my phone, which I can record, but I doubt anybody will care about. All right, why not? Yeah, there's uh-huh. they they did a, a a variant of it for the phone. That's wild. I've been playing it every day, like consistently for almost a month. Joe's falling back into his old habits. <laughs> Next funny. time you see him, Mike, he's going to be like shaking and, and scratching and being like, can I borrow your phone for five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, you know what? I'll actually try it. I'll record something on there. I mean, if it's shit, then I won't put it up, but yeah. Oh like yeah. It. You should see what my, you should see my cutting room floor. It's a mess. <laughs> I could put you, I could put videos up every day for a couple of months with all the stuff that didn't make it to YouTube. <laughs> all right, so we're in all those places. Check it out. Hasta luego. Hey, boy. All right. get what you deserve.